What up, what up, pod squad? Welcome back for another edition of the Victorious P.O.D. We have week six reactions coming to you. Bunch of upsets to talk about. This was a crazy week in the NFL and fantasy. And we've got a uh, little battle royale for the first time for our draft. But starting out, um, I am just going to toss it over right off the bat to my co-host, Tyler. What is new? What's up, Jackaroo? And we're, we're doing good. Uh, it was, yeah, like, like you said, crazy week in the NFL, but uh, yeah, that's what makes it fun. The, the parody year over year is awesome. Jack, you got to quit doubting the Giants. They're apparently, re- they're apparently I, for real. I refuse. I will, <laughs> I will die on this ship. I can't. The Giants and the New York, I don't believe in you. Yeah, we'll get into that stuff. All right. <laughs> so, um, really quick, thank you to everybody who's listened. Anybody who is coming back from our previous podcast episodes, thank you. You can check them out on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. We record on Anchor, so you can interact with us there. Leave some voicemails. YouTube, we have little shorts for you. Um, Tyler has some betting stuff. I have some Monday Night Football every week. And also, did you see the episode or little mini video we uploaded between uh, myself and another Dynasty player this past week? I I did. You guys are you guys are popping off with the views. Sixty four so views. It's uh it's cool to see. I mean, uh, we uh, we both kind of track it. We're both analytics guys, so it's it's cool to see how it's developed. Where our first couple of videos were like seven to ten views, and then it's ten to fifteen views, and now our most recent ones for like my prop videos in the like low twenties, and then to see mm-hmm. this one at like sixty four. So really appreciate the interaction. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, we like making the content, so hopefully you guys enjoy watching it. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice. We're trying to do like a little bit of a balance for you guys. I know sometimes people don't have the the time to sit down and listen to a full hour episode unless you're driving to work or whatever. It's a bit of a slog. So that's why we're trying to toss out these week to week little short mini episodes just for something like, hey, I'll pop this on and check it out. And maybe I'm wondering about a start sit guy or a bet I should or shouldn't make. So just quick little stuff. So we'll keep those coming to you guys week after week. Um, Look for those usually on Fridays from both of us and uh, some variation as we go. I think yep. that is all as far as the logistics. I'll have all the socials and stuff down in the description so you can check out there, interact with us on Discord during game days and all that good stuff. So now off of the boring stuff, we're going into the NFL news. Uh, Vikings game six. We win again. Tyler, what are your initial thoughts on the 24 to 16 win? We did it. But uh, I, I don't I continue to not know what to make of this team. I love that we're <laughs> five and one. But my Lord, if we could just blow out a team, that would be fantastic. We, we can't seem to play a pretty game. We really can't do it. But, hey, I'm not complaining. I will take five and one going into the bye week. For sure. I remember we had that conversation, I think, when we were three and one and, like, kind of on the fence of whether we believed. And we both were, like, seven out of ten-ish of, of us getting to five and yep. one. Before the season, I ran through just as, like, a fun thing with – I'm um, looking at the schedule and try to predict stuff. I did say we would be five and one at the bye, and I said we would lose to the Eagles, but I, I didn't, let's say I didn't believe in it, even though I picked it. So it's, we're doing well so far. We'll see if we continue, um, get a bye to hopefully figure some things out, but we've, we've been playing pretty good football, like not issues with turnovers. I mean, this week cousins had only 175 yards, but two touchdowns, no picks took care of the ball. I mean, it's been, it's been nice to see it like consistently and, and spread out on offense too. Like cook got involved, Thielen. Irv Smith got mm-hmm. a touchdown. Jefferson's obviously doing what he does. Like that makes me feel better that it's balanced. Yeah, for sure. He's, he likes to spread the ball around for the most part. I mean, obviously Jefferson JJ is going to have his games, but if you think about it, it, I always say that and like, Hey, we spread it around and those individuals scored touchdowns. JJ still had 107 of his <laughs> 175 passing yards. Like the man is absolutely yeah. absurd. So cook certainly, Again, even to start the season, he made me a little nervous just because I felt like Mattinson was starting to breathe down his neck. But, uh, I mean, he popped off of that late-game touchdown for, I mean, literally 65% of his yards. So yeah. it was looking ugly for, for owners to tell them. So, I don't know. Like I said, his his snap percentage has been decreasing week over week, like 70 down to 60, down to 57, down to 56%. So mm. I know I'm sure they're just managing him, but I'll be curious just from like a fantasy perspective how they do that going forward because it certainly seems like they're giving him a lot more breathers if nothing else from a fantasy perspective i love it for the vikings it works great from an nfl great we have two phenomenal backs fantasy wise if i'm a dalvin cook owner i'm starting to get a little nervous just seeing what i've seen Mm -hmm. totally agree especially when year after year you draft him to be like kind of in that second tier of the top running backs and it feels like he's more kind of a a low-end guy like he's kind of turned more into like the aaron jones four net tier versus the the top five locked in so to speak so it's yeah 
Agreed. Like you said, I, I'm hoping it's more just like load management because we all know Cook's had injury issues over the years. So like if that's what we're doing, great. And I think it's nice to still, still see some highlight reel plays like at the end of the game where it's we all know he can do it. It's just that maybe we're not relying on him as much, which I'm OK with True. because Cousins and the passing attack and the play calling has been better where it's like, yeah, maybe it doesn't work when you run your running backs into the ground a la <laughs> Peterson and Delvin yeah. Cook the last couple decades. So Hopefully we see that. Hopefully he doesn't take a step back fantasy wise because people love him. But uh, yeah, it's nice seeing other people get involved. Um, I know people were talking about this game as like, well, you know, you started off against the third string quarterback and everybody's (laughs) hurt and Teddy came in. So it's like, yes, obviously we would expect to have won this game, but it was still nice to see the defense step up. We had a couple picks, a fumble, five sacks. So, I mean, it's our defense has been rough for a handful of years and it's, it's good to see them have some like games where they take control too. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like we said, we, we, it seems like one steps up and one falls a little back and picks up the slack of the other one. But like I said, it wasn't necessarily a complete game. It was, it was more so just kind of an ugly game. Neither side played <laughs> yeah. bad, but they just kind of kept each other in the middle enough for us to be ahead the whole time. And we didn't have to play catch up, which, hey, yep. I will, I'll take that. Yeah, it's nice to not have to do a last second comeback game for the first time in exactly. weeks now. So Exactly. Quick shout out to obviously we're not a Dolphins podcast, but um, quick shout out to Teddy Bridgewater, former Viking. He had to come into the game in the second quarter when he barely got cleared and he, he kind of brought the team back. He had 329 yards and two touchdowns, granted two picks, but I can't imagine he has more than a couple of games with the Vikings in his entire career that he hit 300 plus yards. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think good, so. Good to see him doing it there. Um, and then over. Turns out, yeah. yeah Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. Very- uh huh. You just catches 177 yards waddle six catches 129 yards my god those guys yeah. are 100 quarterback proof doesn't matter who all the dolphins throw out there start them with confidence and don't worry about it yeah all the people you thought that thought coming in when they signed tyreek that waddle was going to take a back seat again it's crazy that he's still doing what he's doing so crazy. exciting to see that um and then yeah like we said from the, where we started in the beginning of the season, we're now five and one. We are still the number two seed in the NFC, which obviously the Eagles Ayo. haven't lost yet. So good that we're holding on to that. I think we're only one of three teams in the NFC that has five wins or more and one of four teams in the entire NFL. So like, that's crazy. We haven't looked as yeah. like a top three team, but like, it's crazy that, the, you know, the the teams are starting to separate up themselves, including which we'll get into in a bit, but we now have a two game plus the tiebreaker lead in our division, which is crazy through only six weeks. So yeah, that's no exciting. We'll certainly take it. I mean, like I said, two game lead, the head to head over the Packers, the three and zero in the division. We mm-hmm. are we we've put ourselves in the driver's seat here as we start to get into bye weeks and things like that, and our bye week for that matter. So we'll see what happens this week and and coming out of it. Hopefully, it's a good time for us to rest and we can come out of it slinging. Yeah, agreed. We'll uh, we'll move into some other stuff here quick, but really quick before we do, um, for those of you following along in the schedule, after our bye this week, we do face the Cardinals, Washington, Buffalo, and Dallas in the next four games. So, Tyler, Ooh. do you have a prediction on how you think we'll do? I mean, we, we're one for one so far record, so we'll just go four games at a time and see how we do. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. I, I think we can certainly go – I think we can – we have the opportunity to go three and one. Arizona looks out of sorts. For, for whatever reason, I mean, even losing to Seattle this last week. I don't know what's up with Kyler and that team. I think we get a little bit better with Hop now coming back. So I can see us finishing this stretch and losing a weird one and ended up two and two. I don't think we have the firepower to keep up with Buffalo plus their yeah. defense. I think we can take down the commanders regardless of who's at quarterback. Obviously, Carson's hurt and out. Um, Dallas is one that could make me kind of nervous. So honestly, I think coming out I of the bye week, we'll be prepared. And I think we'll take down Dallas. I think, or uh, sorry, take down Arizona. Uh, take down Washington, lose to Buffalo, and then Dallas will be kind of that toss-up to see whether we go two and two or three and one. Yeah, I wish I had it in front of me because I feel like I would lean on like the Dallas game, especially once Dak gets more healthy and they get fluid as kind of a push. So I'll probably give the edge to whoever's the home team at that time. But I I agree. I feel like Arizona could be a weird kind of trap game, same type of thing as I felt like the Bears um, a couple weeks ago. But hopefully, like you said, the bye is enough to make the difference. We should beat them. We should beat Washington. I feel like all three of them are pretty cut and dry of what should happen with Buffalo being probably a loss. So Dallas will kind of be like the real test, but I mean, if we can go post by and be, what would that be? Eight and two yeah. at that point, yeah. I mean, I'd feel pretty solid. If we can get to eight and two, even if we're seven and three by halfway through the season, I'm, I'm feeling good. 
Yeah, and just for reference, we are at home against Dallas for that game. Oh, there we go. You heard it first. I'm picking Dallas or picking us over Dallas. There you go. So Jack's thinking three and one. I'm 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 on the same boat. I'm on the same boat. I can I can see Please. three and one coming out of this. And if we falter for some reason, I still feel at worst a two and two out of this. Yeah, I agree. Please don't lose to Arizona right off yeah. the bat so that we have to worry about trying to steal a game. <laughs> Agreed. All right, moving into NFL Pick'em. Um, I'll run through week six, as always, and then Tyler can give you guys the lowdown on week seven, how we're looking. So week six, myself and Nate both go down to one of the many upsets with Baltimore losing to the Giants. We both picked Baltimore. I fall to two and three. Nate stays at one and three, or falls to one and three. Tyler is correct, along with Nick. Um, those two are some of the only, like, consensus favorites that got him correct this week with Tyler picking the Rams over Carolina and Nick joining him. So Tyler's at five and oh. Nick moves up to... Tied for second at three and one with three wins. Uh, Foster and Connor, we just have pairs everywhere here. Foster and Connor both went with Seattle over Arizona, which I thought was kind of a, a push yeah, for a spicy yeah, pick like at the time. But uh, yeah, the Cardinals can't figure things out. So Foster jumps up to three and two. Connor goes up to two and two. Uh, Glick, continuing the trend of picking his games before the season started, is not working out. Yeah, <laughs> the 49ers over the Falcons, so crazy. which another crazy upset. Um, and yeah, so slight typo for any of us, any of you guys that listened last week, I said that he had Green Bay. That was incorrect. He had San Francisco, but unfortunately, both of them lost anyway, so it didn't matter. And then Joe was very upset watching Tampa Bay blow it against uh, Pittsburgh. So all of the ones that went down this week, I feel like we're pretty consensus favorites and they all seem safe, but we we got screwed. So Joe's losing his undefeated season at three and one. And that is where we stand. You love to see it. It's fun to be part of the undefeated club here. And uh, I was just Heart, say, you I, are the undefeated. I was like, I'm the I'm the only one. I don't know. I don't know how that's happening. But uh, no, it's 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 crazy the amount of upsets like we've seen. And I've somehow stepped around the landmine so far. I've uh, I've got a side survivor pool that I'm still alive in. And I think we started with uh, I do a massive one every year of like mm-hmm. two two three hundred people. It's a, a big uh, construction company back in Minnesota that I do a bunch of, and we're down to like. I think like 14 people Jeez. out of like 200 and or however many weeks in so, <laughs> so through six weeks. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going into week seven, it looks like Jack, are you taking, uh, taking Las Vegas over, taking the Raiders over the yeah. Texans? I, um, I got to I got to roll yeah. the dice here. I can't go safe anymore because safe isn't working. So yeah, fair enough. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to stick with, fade in the Carolina Panthers and uh, I'm gonna take the Bucks over the Panthers so I'm sure that'll be a, a sizable like favorite it. and I think uh, Brady's gonna be really mad after this last one so we're, we're, that one's gonna be an absolute slobber knocker they're gonna kick the crap out of them um, Foster is taking the Patriots over the Bears I like that um, that should be I like that one a lot uh, Foster uh, sorry Nick is going to take the Dolphins over the Steelers kind of an interesting one I for whatever reason, I could see Pitt pulling that one out. It depends um, on the health of both both teams' quarterbacks. I think so as well. Um, Glick is going with uh, the Bengals over the Falcons again. Come on, Glick! At- Atlanta five and zero against the spread. They like to keep cl- games mm. close, so I stopped fading them. I did it for the first two or three weeks, and I stopped doing that. Um, so he's taking the Bengals over the Falcons. Uh, that being Glick, <laughs> Joe is going to take. Uh, now looks like the Packers over the um, Commanders. Um, and then Nate is going to pick the Cowboys over the Lions. And Connor is going to get his team to me. Uh, we don't know it yet. So, <laughs> Connor, if you're listening, uh, you still have until whenever your game plays. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, also, oh, the really quick on the Patriots versus Chicago game. And for those of you that don't know, we haven't talked about it, but we've got like a winners and losers pool going on. Those are two of my teams. So, I don't know how to feel about that game. I want them both <laughs> to lose if possible. But uh, yeah, that's well, hey. Hey, I mean, look at me. I I went for the loser side, and I'm literally tied for I think second. <laughs> like I yeah. I think I've got the Falcons, the Giants, and um, I can't remember who my third team is. But I'm like ten and eight. I'm like, yeah, wait, you're, you're, what? You're in contention for the winners. Yeah, turns exactly. Out. I'm like, wait. I mean, I will take it. But I'm like, flipped out, flipped on the head what I was thinking. So, of all the ones that I thought were gonna have horrible seasons, they're the ones that are stepping up. So, uh, I'll be intri- to the... interested. See how that Shout goes. out to the the bomb squads and butt cheeks group. Um, we'll we'll maybe <laughs> touch on that next week, just like really briefly, and let you guys kind of know because it's kind of a fun one. I Al, Al came up with the idea, and I'd never heard of an idea like that before, but uh, it's been yeah. interesting. So, um, really quickly wrapping up, pick pick them for those of you. Like, I think there's two or three people in our group that are in this one, but the Minnesota Sports NFL season long pick them on the CBS Sports app. 
free to play. You win swag and stuff every week. And by the end of the season, uh, last week it was, it was rough. I only got seven, but the, considering how like five or six of the games were already crazy upsets and like 80% more projected for the winners, um, didn't do as horrible as some people. So really quickly, I am on 54 games, correct. Throughout the season, I am one point behind second. So we're hanging in there. Um, for those of you that are doing full slate pickums, my winners this week that I have locked in are the Cardinals, Bengals, Ravens, Cowboys, Packers, Titans, Jaguars, Bucks, Raiders, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins and Patriots. The only two spicy ones that I have are Jacksonville upsetting the Giants. I still don't believe at 75% <laughs> favored for as far as like the entire CBS sports app of people that pick the Giants over Jacksonville. So I'm going the 25% to 75% underdog. And then the other one, like I said, apparently I hate New York this week. Uh, I am picking Denver to upset, technically upset the Jets. Move into the general fantasy talk side of things, uh, starting off with apparently what is becoming Tyler's least favorite segment swimming upstream. So Tyler, how did week six go? Um, this is no fun, Jack. I see exactly why you I didn't tried like to this tell you first. This is absolutely ridiculous. Everybody I pick decides to get hurt now and I'm not going to let Jack win. I refuse. I'm bouncing back this week. Oh, are you? Well, quit picking a quarterback and jinxing him. He's like the fantasy reaper taking people out. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. That's all right. I'm, well, uh, I got this. I'm, I still got a, I still got a little bit of a lead. I feel like I got like yeah. a week and a half lead. Yeah. It's a pretty solid one, especially assuming you actually score points. I'm, I don't get like free points anymore like this. So for context, um, Tyler picked Carson Wentz last week. And those of you who watched the game know that he took injuries to his ankle and his bicep. He is now out for multiple weeks. It sounds like, so he got a whopping 4.2 points for him. Meanwhile, I had the wide open chance to catch up big time. So Geno Smith exploded for 12.7 points. So <laughs> it was great. He didn't, he actually had a really good game. I watched like part of the he Seattle did. game and he was doing well. It was just that he had no touchdowns. So it was like, okay, I guess he's been averaging like 19 points a week and he's got like 10 through four games, but sure. Zero this week. That's fine. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That brings our current totals up to me at 75.9. So despite having like two games of two or less points, I'm at a respectable like 15 points a game. So I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Tyler's at 99.3. Um, he's about to break 100, but he's just just trying to fight through that these last couple of weeks with stupid injuries. So stay tuned for those. And then now we move on to week seven, which Tyler has the first pick this week, and he is a doo-doo head. Yay. I, uh, I, I'm going with uh, Jimmy G. Playing, uh, playing against Casey, I think it's just going to be a game where they're behind and they and they got to throw. And he mostly protects the football, and uh, he's one that we've talked about previously, where he throws a lot of screens. So whether to Debo or Ayuk or whatever, and they can turn those into seventy-yard touchdowns. So I think he'll protect the ball, and I think they'll be behind in Casey enough that he is going to have to throw and uh, and and be serviceable. So uh, I'm taking Jimmy G against the Chiefs. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't think you're going to get like a 20 plus point game, no, but, I'd be, but I'd be shocked if you get anything below like 14, just because I think half Correct. of it's going to come from garbage time. The only right. difference maker is whether he turns the ball over or gets sacked a ton and beat up. So that was yeah. going to be mine. Um, I figured you'd go with a couple of other guys, so I didn't think I'd have to worry, but I went through three other possibilities. Um, again, one, I'm still looking at Jameis as soon as he comes back, but I don't know that he's going to, and I don't want to do the dance of health issues. So um yeah. I hate doing the chasing points thing. I hate trying to pick somebody based on them doing well last week, but it's tough yeah, when sure. um, Matt Ryan has a really good matchup this week. So I am going with him. He exploded. He is currently second in the entire league in um, passing yards behind just Josh Allen, which I know he had a big week last week, but he's still doing it and they're throwing the ball a lot. Will that change with Jonathan Taylor coming back? I don't know. I would assume it will, but I'm hoping that they kind of ease him back if he is healthy this week and they, Need to let um, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce, who have been looking good recently, continue to help. So same kind of thing. Obviously, you're not going to be getting a whole lot of rushing totals from either of our guys, but Matt Ryan feels safe. I say that begrudgingly because he's a guy I picked <laughs> earlier in the season and got me like a point and a half. But Tennessee, I think, is the third worst against quarterbacks this this year so far. So I feel feel good for like a solid 15 to 17 is what I'm hoping yeah, and, and I'm 100% with you. That was that was the other one I was going between. And um, two two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago now, they played, and uh, I think he threw for like 320 and two touchdowns. Yeah. He had like he had like 17 and a half or something like that. So I'm 100% with you. The the main concern for that one for me was just pace of play. 
is yep. JT coming back, Derrick Henry, them trying to control the ball. Tennessee, oddly enough, seems to do really well with that when they play at home. Tennessee just seems to really control the clock and they play the 23 to 20 type games mm-hmm. when they when they play at home. So that was my only thing is if, if one or either either side is protecting a lead, are they really going to try to air it out? So I, I, that's why I went yeah. with Jimmy G and, hey, you guys are going to get smacked and you have to throw the ball. <laughs> yep. It's very different sides of the same coin. Like they feel like the same Correct. player. But again, I, I, I'll i be shocked if either of them end up outside the like 13 to 19 point threshold. Like they're both going to probably be right about there. So, yep. Yep. All right. Moving into fan interaction. We've only got a couple this week, so we'll try to, you know, save some time on this one. But uh, appreciate you guys writing in. As always, if you have questions or hot takes or just want to challenge us to a bet or something, let us know. You can text either of us. You can toss it out on Discord. We've had a few people do that recently. Um, YouTube on our betting and uh, breakdown comments, um, any of the socials, whatever you want to do. So this week, a couple of ones, Tyler, I'll toss them out to you and let you give your two cents first. Uh, We have Nick consistent avid caller writer in person um he is wondering <laughs> if cmc who's been in tons of trade rumors the last week or so week or two um if his value would go up or down if he ends up with for example the bills or the rams which have been the two most rumored teams Ooh, yeah honestly my gut says his value is going to go down no matter where he goes um mm-hmm. almost no matter where he goes uh, from a Bills perspective, he's just going to get less volume. Like he gets not only the rushing volume, but he gets the receiving volume right now here in uh, in, in Carolina as well. He had like 10 catches last week or something like that. So on top of that, he's going to lose some volume in the passing game. He would lose some volume in the rushing game from Josh Allen. And he likes to take it in close and those scramble plays he takes himself versus dump off passes and so on and so forth. Um, and honestly, same concept for the Rams, which sounds Sounds a little more odd because everyone's like, well, Matt Stafford's not a scrambling quarterback. Um, if you look at the stats, because I, I actually happen to have known this going into it, Stafford does not throw to his running backs. It mm-hmm. seems crazy, but he just never really had that run game in Detroit. So I don't know if he got conditioned into it, but he doesn't do it with the Rams either. Uh, they, he, he targeted the running back the second least in the NFL last year. And he's in the bottom 10 in the NFL this year. So he just, for whatever reason, they play a lot of 11 personnel and just don't target the running back at all. So my gut just says either way he goes, he's going to either miss out on the volume from the Bills perspective, from just rushing and receiving wise. And the Rams, he's just not going to get targeted in the passing game near at all from Stafford because that's just not what he does. Yeah. And I feel the same way, same side, basically what you're saying about the Rams. I feel like about the bills because they're somehow sustaining three different wide receivers right now with Isaiah McKenzie doing that when he plays. So it's like, where's the volume going to come from? And also how good they've looked. It's kind of like a, why shake it up if things are working? Like, I guess for the bills, it seems more of like a, you're like a a Madden player where you're like, I'm just going to trade for a best player just to have him. And it's like, you're not going to use him very often. Maybe. I mean, CMC is like, threat to score and like spike weeks would would be better on on the bills for example but you're gonna have some like inconsistent volume which i think scares me so i wouldn't be like ecstatic if it happens i mean i know he's not uh not in the best situation with the panthers looking like a dumpster fire currently but at the same time it's like anytime like a high-end player is talked about getting traded to like a high-end team it sounds great in theory but like i think it's better for real nfl than it is fantasy because the good teams are good for a reason. They have weapons currently and like, you don't need to be the guy coming in. Whereas vintage CMC, when he was like league winning everything, it was because he was the only guy and he was getting higher receiving work than anybody else on his team. So it's, I, I don't, I don't think it destroys his value, but I don't think it's going to improve from what it's at. I think you'd be going from like a current running back one to like a running back one with some bust weeks. So for sure. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, yeah, I, I truly think he would fall down to like maybe top 12. I think he would be borderline RB2, honestly, something yeah. like that, because I just don't know that he would get enough, get enough, period. Yep. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for the question. Nate, we're going to go to his question next. Um, he wants to know what you should do with Broncos players in terms of fantasy. And he mentioned that the reason that they're even on his mind is because they seem to be in every effing prime game, primetime game lately. <laughs> Which uh, which is true because it turns out the the NFL sets up the schedule and they're like 
Russell, this is perfect. Like <laughs> they've got another somebody to compete in, uh, uh, in the division with the chiefs. And, uh, my wife was born in Denver, so I'm a resident Broncos fan. So <laughs> I've been, I've been with it for the highs and lows and we both thought the same thing and watching them is absolute brutal, absolutely brutal. Russell looks horrible, literally throw them in the trash can. The tough, the <laughs> tough part is there, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do at all. You, if you tried to trade them, you're not even going to get remote value for what you drafted them for. But you can't drop them. You can't drop Jerry Duty. You can't drop Cortland Sutton. Um, Melvin Gordon seems to have gotten benched for some reason, even though Hackett said he did absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong. So they're literally going to have a closed-door conversation, they said. Uh, they just said that earlier today. But you, you can't drop him. Um, I, I, but I have no issue with honestly near benching any of them. If you have the option until they figure out that offense, I, I don't know that you can feel good starting them. You could have a Cortland Sutton 65, 70 yard game with four catches, or you could see last night and get two catches for 14 yards. <laughs> you just have no idea. And he's their best player by far. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think I'm, I still at this point feel good about Sutton as maybe like a flex or a wide receiver three, depending on your league. Judy yeah. is like a hesitant flex for me, where it's like if you're racked by injuries or buys, toss him in and hope that he gets a touchdown kind of thing because he is good enough to do it. He's just not getting the yeah. looks. But honestly, like you talked about the running game, we don't know enough of what's happening between three different guys right now, which we'll talk about right. in a bit. And then Russell, I think I'd be more comfortable like picking our streaming candidates week to week at this point, just because you're 100%. It's almost like if I get 15 points out of my streamer versus if I get 15 points out of Russell, I end up the exact same spot, but the devastation I feel where I'm like, Russell should have 25. Like it just, it breaks your soul. And I just, maybe not as much upside, but it's You didn't, yeah, you didn't draft Russell to get you 14 points a week. You didn't. You wasted a a six, seven round pick on him, maybe eighth, probably, probably closer to eighth, but regardless that that the that cost you used to get him was not so you could have a middle middle kind of back end QB one. Like it's Russell Wilson. You expected him like three years ago he was the QB one overall. Right. Like you, you didn't draft him to to get you fifteen points a week. Yeah. Hopefully that helps a little bit, Nick. We wish we had better or Nate, we wish we had better answers for you. We're we're just as arms up in the air as you are at this point. For sure. Um Moving into ship it or skip it, we'll kind of continue off on some takes here. Um, this week, I'm doing a little bit different of a theme with, we've talked a bunch about how many upsets there were this past weekend, but uh, Tyler, I'm going to toss out um, the handful of big upsets, ones that were very heavily favored one way that went a different direction. And since there's more than normal, we'll both try to keep it pretty quick, but I basically just want you to tell me if you believe in the underdog upset, or if you think the the quote unquote better team coming in just blew it. So I'll toss out the teams and the scores and I'll kind of just let you give your quick thoughts from there. Um, sure. Starting, starting out, we have, we mentioned a little bit ago, but we had the Falcons take down the 49ers 28 to 14. Do you believe? Ooh, I, I mean, I, I have to say ship it simply because again, from a betting perspective analyst, I mean, they keep games close every single time, which means they're going to be in it. So they're not, they're never going to blow anybody out, but I have to say ship it just because I believe they can keep every game close, which to do that, you have to have a decent team. Yep. I agree. I, I think I guess I would go ship it. I don't necessarily believe in the Falcons in any way, but I also don't right. think that I I don't think that I believe in the 49ers as any kind of real threat. Will they maybe sneak in as like a six or seven seed? Possibly, but I don't think that they're a good enough team to be surprised when they lose, even against like mid or bad teams. So uh number two, we had the uh Patriots take down Cleveland 38 to 15. Yeah, that was a big one, but I'm going to say ship it as well. I think New England's coming into their own. They're figuring out what their identity is, and that's, hey, let's just run the football until the game is over. And it seems to be working for them. So the less they have to throw the ball, the better, and that's not going to change when Mac Jones comes back. Um, so I'm going to say ship it because they've just finally figured out they can run the ball down people's throats and call it good. For, for what it's worth, I saw this stat today, and it's crazy, but uh, Zappy, the um... – seventh round rookie quarterback mm-hmm. that has started he's won the last two weeks and he's thrown for over 300 yards the last two weeks he's the first quarterback in the super bowl era for his two starts to win them and to have over a hundred um passer rating so that's, that's I, don't, awesome. I, I don't know if, i mean maybe you just keep kind of rolling with him and see what you got i don't know if it's legitimate but uh he, he, they're they're winning games and i don't I, I guess i would ship it not to the extent of this i didn't expect a blowout by the patriots no, I don't me think they're gonna have many weeks where they even score over 30 
But uh, I think they're a good enough, obviously, coach team that it doesn't necessarily surprise me that they're going to win some close ones. I do think Cleveland will get better as the season goes on, and they've already hung in there more than I thought they would. Um, yeah. I know we won't get up into off-the-field stuff, but I think once Deshaun comes back in week 12 or post-buy or whatever, I think if they're even in contention, I think that's enough to make this team look much different. So, Agreed. Um, the big one, uh, the Jets took down the Packers 27-10. to 10. Um, Skip it or ship it on that one. I loved every second of it, but I got to say, skip it. <laughs> I, I don't quite believe in the Jets yet. Um, I, I 100% believe in Brees Hall. I've been toting him forever. I think I've tried to tried to trade it for him since week one in every league that I've been in and got thoroughly rejected. But I still got to say, skip it. I just don't know that they have enough consistent weapons to take down some of the better teams like this. Green Bay just looks like a dumpster fire, but I don't believe in the Jets fully that they were over the course of a long season would be the better team than the Packers. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the Packers will still finish with a better record. The Jets are four and two, which is crazy. And Zach Wilson's undefeated yeah. on the season, three and zero. I think that their defense is good enough to keep them in games most week. Their defense is sure. like surprisingly very, very good so far. But yeah, I agree. I think of a team that's firing on all cylinders, the Jets aren't going to be able to keep up on offense. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to the Packers. Their first ever back-to-back losses since Lafleur took over as head coach in 2019. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. That's kind of crazy. Moving over into the other side of New York, uh, the Giants took down Baltimore, uh, last second comeback, 24 to 20. This is a tough one for me, but I, I mean, I, I guess to, to not be a hater, I, I got to say ship it. I mean, they, they keep delivering. Saquon looks like vintage Saquon. Daniel Jones is protecting the ball. They're starting to get healthy. Remember, they had a lot of injuries. Kenny Galladay, Wondell Robinson, um, all of them. Wondell's coming back and, and healthy now, so they might have somebody who can actually catch the football. So I'm going to say ship it and start believing in the New York Giants for some unbeknownst reason. You can't make me do it. I, give me all the haterade. Say what you – I just I, – I know. I I think this one is – yes, the Giants have surprised people, and they are playing better than people would expect. I'm not saying that they're not playing well. I just don't believe in this long-term – I think this is more a product of the of the Ravens being a good team that can't close out games because this is already the fourth time that they've yeah. blown a lead late. Um, I just I don't believe in the Giants. I think their defense is good, not great, not enough to like decide games. I don't think even if this continues, uh, the Giants aren't winning a playoff game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up cutting it close to not making, even though they're starting off with a great record like this. So I just okay, I don't believe. Okay, fine. Here, here. Look at this. Just because we'll, we'll we'll do it quick. Just because I, I have, happen to have it pulled up. Next, mm-hmm. next, uh, next four games. I could go out six, but we'll go four games. Okay. Jags, Seahawks, Texans, oh, Lions. Oh my God. The that's loser. what happens when. That's what happens when you play horrible last year. You get a soft schedule. I think they lose to the Lions. I will say that now. I know it's four weeks out. And I think I think one of those other games in there, probably between the Jags and the Seahawks, they lose or it, it ends up being close. I think one of those two will surprise. I think they'll beat the Texans. But if I my prediction would be they go two and two in the next four games. Maybe they end up at the, the end of the regular season due to their great schedule as like a 10-11 win team. I yep. still think they don't win a playoff game. I think they lose to whoever is in the playoffs against them and they go, okay, here's the actual teams, like enough of your easy schedule. So that's yeah. my prediction anti-giants <laughs> agreed and, and for what it's worth games after that then with the cowboys and then with uh with the commanders so i mean they could come out yeah. of that okay. three and three um potentially and and be sitting just fine in in the mm-hmm. in the division yeah so yeah, they still got to play they, they still got to play the eagles again and play the colts again and then the eagles a second time so they're going to lose a few at the tail end of the season um but uh yeah for for now for the next four games they could if they come out of that two and two or three and one they're sitting pretty Yep. Agreed. And then last one, we talked about it a bit, but the Steelers upset the Buccaneers uh, 20 to 18. Yeah. Skip it. Nothing to it. Skip it for me. Compare, compare. If I'm comparing those two teams, I don't think Pitt has enough to hang with any team that's even middle of the pack. Yeah. Their defense surprisingly look showed up for one week when it's been non-existent without TJ Watt. So I think this is more of just like a uh, Buccaneers screwed up and they're going to be pissed and angry. And it's, it's that game you always talk about with like top end teams where they need a, a wake up call. So yep. That's exactly. my thought. Most mostly across the board we agreed, other than I guess the Giants. So we're we're mm-hmm. gonna keep covering some weird upsets as we go. Um all right. Now we're gonna move into the Victoria's Secret section of things, our home league brew. So I will toss it to Tyler first and he can run through the matchup recap. 
Yeah, the theme of this week was it, it felt like blowouts. Like no, no match yeah. was really terribly close. So uh, first and foremost, Walters took down Al 111.1 to 57.9. So there's your Whoa. first blowout. Um, second one, Ryan took down Katie 76.1 to 63.9. Uh, so low scoring, but I mean, still a 13-point difference. Um, Cassie took down Foster 72.6 to 68.2. That one was closer than it even should have been. Foster got to two, like, 50-plus-yard field goals from uh, McManus on Monday to even get that close. Um, Jordan took down Jay, 89 to 81.8. Um, I took down Josh. Suck it, Josh. Bye-bye, undefeated club. Um, yes. It was ugly both sides, though. Uh, 86.8 to uh, 71.8, I took down Josh. And then uh, Ben absolutely smashed you, Jack. 140.3 to 66.4. He beat me by basically your total score. Yeah. <laughs> just like Ben's, team, Ben's team looks very good. And don't get me wrong, Josh's team is very good as well. He just had a down week and I got lucky yeah. playing against him. But Ben's team looks absolutely ridiculous. Joe Burrow is ridiculous. Brees Hall looks like the man. Tyreek is an absolute stud. So just three of his top players on, on Ben's team are all are all humming on full cylinders. And he's still got Devin Singletary. He's got Mark Andrews as well. So Ben's looking good. Love it. Um, as Tyler mentioned, the undefeated season in our home league is no more, just like it seems like in most leagues that I'm in. It's about this time that usually we we have all the last stragglers drop. So um, we will now move into the ad slash drop it like it's hot section. So this is the period where we talk about in our home league, some people that were picked up on last week, which as you guys know, we record on Tuesdays. So the waivers are usually run tomorrow, but we will talk about last week and kind of any interesting pickups. So Tyler, I'll toss them all out and then let me know if you have any one or two that stand out or if they're all just boring. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, I picked up Latavius Murray for $9 last week, which looked weird at first, but uh, knew I wasn't spending up for Mike Boone. And uh, Latavius <laughs> Murray got all the work last week. He got 15 out of 19 carries for the Broncos. So we'll see. Foster spent $7 on Tevin Coleman. Ugh. Al spent $0, <laughs> but it was noteworthy because he picked up Deshaun Watson about six weeks before he comes back. So will that be worth it? Will Al be in playoff contention? Cassie picked up Tyler Boyd for $6. Jay grabbed Rondale Moore for 9 Walters got Bob Tunyon for 5 I also picked up DJ Dallas for 4 And Tyler, you got Hayden Hurst for 7 after we talked about him last week. Yeah, I mean, and now again, hindsight being uh, being 2020 with it, you got to love the Latavius Murray pickup. Yes, I don't know sir. why Hackett just move. absolutely hates Melvin Gordon. So we'll see what that conversation sounds like, but he didn't fumble. He's had fumbling issues, but Latavius could get run. He's obviously a seasoned vet. He knows what he's doing. Mike Boone is a dropper. Anytime he seems to get out there and run in those flats and, and the little arrow routes over the middle, he can't seem to hold on to them. So not that that's Latavius's game, but he does have a little bit of hands and Melvin Gordon can catch too. So I like that one. Certainly the best of this list. Um, Tyler Boyd, as much as I love him, I mean, everybody yeah. who knows me at all knows he's one of my boos, but he's truly looking like the third wheel in uh, in that offense. So Higgins and uh, Jamar are really just taking all that. So I don't know that you can consistently rely on, rely on him. Um, I like the Rondell Moore pickup from Jay as well. I, I will see um, now that uh, Hollywood Brown is potentially hurt for a good, well, is hurt for however many weeks. I think they said like six to eight weeks. He yeah. could get some more. They just traded for Robbie Anderson. I don't know that that's going to be terribly impactful. So that could look really good now. Um, and then the other one's just kind of ho-hum. Robert Tanyan, I yeah. guess, could be good if you need a tight end. Um, I just needed Hayden Hurst for a one-week fill-in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, best yeah. of that list would be Latavius and uh, I think Rondell Moore probably. And then yeah. I guess I guess Deshaun, too, for Alex. They was certainly looking long-term. Yeah, I believe he's two and four right now, if I remember looking at that right. So it's basically just mm-hmm. to hope that he hangs on enough for it to even be worth locking up a bench right. spot. But I do think I don't I don't think most leagues, for those of you that are listening, are gonna have people already picking up Deshaun. I think our league is just a little bit ahead normally. But I would say like this week or next week, if you're in contention or even if you're five hundred at least, this the next couple of weeks would be when I would go and grab him just to stash him early because some people are that's not even across their mind until like week nine, ten. So right. do with that what you will. Uh, moving into our key targets for this upcoming week, I'll run through um, a few guys at the, each position um, with their percentages rostered. We're really not looking at anybody that's over 40% because chances are if you're in a competent league, that's not you that's going to be able to get them. So um, I'll run through these and then same thing. If Tyler has a couple standouts, he can let us know. 
So for quarterback this week, we've got Daniel Jones. Uh, he was the other guy I was considering for the swimming upstream pick, but he is owned in 27.3% of leagues. He's got a very, very good schedule coming up easy wise as far as against the quarterback. And he is third in overall in quarterback rushing yards. Number two, we got Justin Fields at 26.9%. Same thing. He's got a much better schedule, even though he hasn't done well. Um, he's a guy that you could just look at for bi-week fill-ins potentially. And then number three, my stream of the week, Matt Ryan, 12.5%. Second most passing yards in the league, like I mentioned. He, he can get it done right in the right matchups is what he's proved so far. Um, moving into running backs, my sneaky pickup last week, Latavius Murray, only 7.5% of leagues. But as Tyler mentioned, Melvin Gordon was phased out completely in the second half, and there weren't even any injuries related. So Latavius, I think a lot of people are going to try to pick up this week just to see what happens. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 3.2% of leagues. J.K. Dobbins left the Ravens game when his knee tightened up on Sunday. So Kenyon might be a, a preventative or a precautious pickup there. Um, and then number three, Deontay Foreman, 3.1%, uh, basically just kind of a, a stash with the news that CMC might get traded. I don't know that I believe it'll happen, but if you're the CMC owner or if you just need some running back depth, it might be worth a look. Moving into wide receivers, we have Terrace Marshall at 0.2%. The only reason I tossed him on here is because Robbie Anderson just got moved and he now becomes the number two, albeit in a, uh, a gross Panthers offense. But, you know, something might happen. He might get a chance as a, a young player. Number two, Wandale Robinson, 6.5%. He is coming back reportedly. Been injured for a while here, so he's kind of the had the rookie buzz um, over during the preseason for him. Number three, we had Zay Jones at 26.9%, and number four, Alec Pierce at 25.3%. Both number two options on their team, but they've gotten some solid target share the last couple of weeks. And then lastly, tight end, nothing super exciting, but if you're desperate with injuries or need a buy-in or you're just sick of starting some of these guys that are busting, uh, Daniel Bellinger from the Giants, 2.5%. He does have double-digit points each of the last two weeks, and he's been targeted 16 times in four games, so it's a lot better than most tight ends. He had an 82% route run um, percentage last week. And then Greg Dulcich, who apparently is becoming what Albert O should have been. Albert O was a healthy, inactive scratch for no reason other than I think the Broncos just hate him. Well, Dulcich ran 27 <laughs> routes and had 71% of the snaps played. Um, didn't have a ton of yards, but he did get a touchdown last week. So that is it for the, the targets. <sighs> Tyler, do you have any, any interesting one or two for you? Um, I mean, just, just from your list, I think you nailed all, all the big ones. I mean, you, you have to like Kenyon Drake. I mean, I know J.K. Dobbins with his knee tightening up on him. Do they just kind of look at load maintenance? And Kenyon Drake has looked good um, in, in the last couple of weeks. So you have to like that. Um, I mean, down to Foreman, if you have a spot, I mean, the CMC trade stuff, I, I don't know that I'm going to go out and rush and burn a bench spot just because I don't know that anything really happens. Um, but Greg Dulcich, I, I actually really like that one. Um, mm. And I went and tried to pick him up in a couple leagues that he was, uh, he was already gone as well, but he was there. He was their third round pick. He was really, really good coming out of UCLA. Um, and it was their third round pick this, this, uh, this year. And was just, uh, was just hurt coming into the year and they got hurt in preseason, but they really liked him. Obviously they, otherwise they would just spend a third round pick on him. So he could truly be uh, finish the year as a back end, tight end one I think yeah he's he's really good he's a pass catcher he's not an inline blocker and he can do worse than uh, than a tight end that Russell seems to like to throw to at least early yeah I mean if he's even doing decently well with how much the Broncos are struggling if they do figure it out that bodes well plus yeah you don't get any kind of confidence like stamp of approval as much as taking the the presumptive starter and just benching him so yeah I like that it's one a, it's yeah this tight end it's a crapshoot as is right. unless you have one of the top guys so you can get somebody who's going to, like, like if you said, run snaps on or run routes on 71% of, uh, or 27 routes and, and be at 71% snap, snaps. Uh, you got to like that. And that's only going to improve as he starts to get more integrated into the offense. The only other one I would say really quick, um, Wandale Robinson, I think could be very interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned him. Yeah. I would be, I would be more focused on getting him in a league where I felt comfortable. Like if I'm, you know, at least surviving True. 500, cause I think he's going to be not consistent <laughs> very much at all, but um, he's a guy you could toss on your bench just to kind of see what happens. If you have a spot, if you're struggling, maybe don't worry about him so much, but if you're, uh, if you're hanging in there, he's, he's worth a stash. If you got somebody. Uh, all right. Moving on to the last little bit here of the key fantasy stuff. I'll just run through the notable injuries from this past week. Uh, JK Dobbins, we mentioned the knee. He is questionable at this time. Kenny Pickett, concussion, also questionable, may be cleared this week. Jalen Waddell had a shoulder issue. He said that he's totally fine and will play, but he is questionable as of now. 
Hollywood Brown, like Tyler mentioned with a foot, he is out several weeks, but they made it clear after the second opinion, he is not out for the season. So hang on to him. Do not drop him for the, the playoff push. Those of you that are mm-hmm. dealing with him on your team. Uh, Damian Harris was out last week with a hamstring issue. He is still questionable this week. Um, last week they mentioned it was going to be a week to week issue. So I would expect him not to play. Plus why rush him back when you got Ramondre, but anyway, and then, <laughs> um, right. Not as important uh, fantasy-wise, but Baker Mayfield with a foot. He is still week-to-week after he sat last week. Uh, And lastly, James Conner and Daryl Williams both are questionable from their injuries last week, so we will see if either returns or if Eno continues as the lead guy. We have now made it to the betting corner section of our um, podcast, so I'm going to toss it to Tyler first for some bets and lines of the week, and we will go from there. Fantastic. Well, hopefully you guys have been following along. We're uh, we're riding a four zero win streak. Two weeks ago, we had we hit the Tennessee and San Francisco. This last week uh, spreads, and this last week we picked uh, picked Indy and Cincy. Granted, both of those were sweats all the way down to the end. That that fade route took Indy to cover that spread. If they would have kicked the field goal, we would have pushed. They still had a one, uh, but we would have pushed at the minus two. But since they hit that fade route to Alec Pierce, uh, they they got up seven after the two point conversion. And hey, we cash a bet, so nothing wrong with that. Same with Cincy in the late touchdown, but hey, whatever works to get a cash. So we're 4-0 um, and over the last two weeks and, uh, and rolling into to week seven here. Um, looking at two early lines that I've already jumped on. Um, first one being uh, Green Bay, minus five and a half uh, against Washington. Uh, Carson's injury, I, I think between that defense, um, I think you're just going to see a vintage Aaron Rodgers performance is kind of what I'm feeling. I think Green Bay's defense starts to step up. Um, Taylor Heineke has been a serviceable starter for Washington in the past. So I don't think he's going to come in with like rust or anything and look terrible, but green Bay will still have to play, but minus five and a half for me is the key number because then if for whatever reason, this game even gets to overtime, you still have an opportunity to cash it. So my guess Mm -hmm. is it's going to probably tick up to six, but getting that five and a half number still gives you the opportunity. If something crazy happens and you go to OT, still gives you a chance to win. So some of those key numbers are, is, a, is a thing. Um, the other one that jumps on right away is the Chiefs minus three against San Francisco. Um, I know San Francisco's defense has looked really good. And Casey coming off the, uh, the loss to the Bills. So I think this number is still a little bit depressed. I think getting it at three is going to be key because, hey, if they win the game, um, and, and they win on a last-second field goal, great, this bet pushes. But I think they are certainly going to cover this number. San Fran's really hurt on offense and defense. Um, so I think KC comes out and with a little bit of piss and vinegar after losing and uh, and puts a thump in on San Francisco. So I got them at minus three right now, but I think it'll likely tick up to three and a half. Um, so get it early and, and get at this minus three just in case we only win by a field goal, then get yourself a push. <laughs> I like that. It is it is crazy to see the Chiefs only favored by three in pretty much any game, let alone against the 49ers that just got beat by the Falcons. So I'll be watching yep, that one seems, for sure. Just seems too short. Just seems too short of a line for what it opens. So my guess is it's going to get higher. So I'd get on it right now. Yeah. All right. Hopping into my DFS stuff. Same thing for the most part. Uh, hanging strong in here the last couple of weeks, especially. I believe I was uh, fifth overall in our, our pool for my lineup last week. Um, really big wins with... Kenneth Walker at 18 points. Um, Godwin and Waddle both had 12 and a half and 13.9. Not huge, but uh, they were pretty good values last week. So I'll, you'll take that. And then reminder, one of my big starts of the week, I ended up with 23.1 points in DFS. Um, unfortunately, probably would have had that one spot if I didn't have the Kyler Ertz stack that both somehow disappointed. So <laughs> that wasn't ideal, but you got to stack and swing for the fences. So moving into this week, um, I have my, of course, you stack every single week in DFS. That's how you win. I have a stack of Joe Burrow and T Higgins. Um, Burrow's a little bit more on the expensive side, but we have a lot of quarterbacks not on the main slate. Uh, Burrow's at 8,300, but he is averaging 22 points a game and plays the 25th worst defense against quarterbacks. Meanwhile, T Higgins was at only 7,100, which felt very, very low. Um, Again, I feel like he gets devalued every week because he's not the one quote unquote, but he's a very clear one B um, 12.24 points per game. And again, against a terrible defense. So I think, I wouldn't be surprised to see them get a, a, a deep connection. Um, Burrow went to chase a lot last week when, when it's in his homecoming in Louisiana. So I think maybe he'll try to spread things around a little bit and look T Higgins way this week. So I like those two. I'm doubling down on my boy, uh, Kenneth Walker. He's still only valued at $7,300. Um, and he's going against the chargers who actually haven't been great against the run. I think that's very, very cheap for the starting running back with Seattle. And he looked awesome last week. So Feeling good about that. Same thing, looking at a little bit of value, I guess, or just underrated guys. Um, Zeke, I know it hasn't been the, the the year of seasons past for Zeke, but 
$6,900. He's valued the cheapest guy on my team other than my flex player. And uh, for a running back one, especially if Dak comes back this week, this could be interesting. Oh, and they're also playing Detroit, who's the 30th worst defense against running backs. So got to love that one. That's a smash for me. Um, a couple of other receivers I got tossed in there really quick. I have Brandon Cooks going against the Raiders, who can't stop anybody. And Brandon Ayuk, who Tyler talked about, um, Jimmy G having to throw a lot. Ayuk looked great, and I think they're going to be behind by a lot, so they're going to have to throw early. Both of those guys at $6,300. So going against really just targeting bad defenses this week. Um, lastly, going off of Tyler's Packers versus Washington, um, betting line, I am rolling with Aaron Jones, who is at only 6,800, even cheaper than Zeke, which is just crazy to see these guys that low. I think they're going to be up early. I think they're going to be pissed off after losing the last couple of weeks to New York teams. And I think they are figuring out, Hey, if we don't use Aaron Jones and we don't run the ball, bad things happen. But when we do run with him, we do really, really well. So those are my guys for this week. I would lock a lot of them in very, very confidently. And that is that for the betting side. We have now made it to what we're officially coining for now as the Four Horsemen um, weekly draft. So typically we're going to have teams of four. If you guys have a better name for us, let us know. But uh, running through last week, we had a intense um, draft overall, and things kind of came down to the wire a bit um, between our uh, favorite nostalgic Disney movies growing up. A um, lot, of, lot of differing opinions. People, once again, were very, very strong on like no question it's team one or I don't know how anybody couldn't pick team <laughs> two. And it's just, it's cool to see that there's no like consensus answer. So yeah. between our two discord or our two group meetings, our discord and our Facebook, the vote came down very, very close. It ended up being 19 to 15 to yours truly. So I am taking that one, but uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's very, very spread out. So I'll take it. I move up to three and one. Yes, I, I, I'm okay with that one. I figured it was going to come down to that. There are certainly egregious misses on on both sides, um, but uh, but I'm I'm okay losing that one because there were certainly looking back and listening back. I was like, man, I should have picked X Y Z first or so on <laughs> and so forth. So that's all right. Yeah. I, I will take it. But I'm, especially I'm these intri- abstracts, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this exactly. That's why I'm super intrigued to see how how this one goes because it feels kind of arbitrary. So it should be fun. Yeah. Really quick before we get into it, I just thought of it now, but did you do your homework that I talked to you about last week? Nope. Did you nope. watch? Not, you not, not, in the, not in the slightest. I watched, listeners I watched at home, no movies. Listeners at home, I sent Tyler a, a list of four different of the Disney movies that were the most egregious, in my opinion, he hadn't seen. We're going to stay posted for him to hopefully see him one of these days. But moving into tonight's, we will get into our draft so that we wrap things up hopefully close to right on time here uh this week we are doing a little bit of a variation hopefully we're going to do more of this in the future but we're going to do a battle royale so whatever the theme is tyler and i are each going to pick a four-person team and it's just a a fight to the death of your your four people tossed into a coliseum there's nothing else around they get whatever they bring in with them and we're just going to see what team survives so this week we are doing an nfl mascot battle royale um for clarity because i had several people actually ask about this but i was gonna say i was like i'm so (laughs) curious i see the notes here so i'm curious what you're about to say these notes i put in literally because of people asking i'm like i gotta clear this up now so that we both know before we start things um we are going off the team names i know there's a few teams that have been around since the dawn of time and they're like well actually this this team mascot was named after the like what we're going off of whatever the team name is so hypothetically if it's like i I don't want to give a good example without giving one away no Um, you're good i'm I'm so curious because obviously i have one like there are yeah there are some that are like maybe the mascot costume is a different thing than what the team logo or name is. So we're taking it in the spirit of the name. We're not going to try to screw each other over and be like, well, actually this stands for this. So haha, we gotcha. Um, you get one of whatever the mascot is. So hypothetically, if you pick the Eagles, you get a Eagle. You don't get a flock of Eagles attacking the other team. Um, like I okay. said, it's an o- open Coliseum. So it's just basically dirt. There's nothing else to, you okay. can't get away. You can't escape whatever. And uh, they get whatever weapon if, is most common to them so obviously if it's an animal not so much but if it's like eh, like a viking you would assume for the minnesota vikings he's going to have like an axe for example it's not you know a million different things it's just what comes to mind so we're going to do a spirit of the gentleman's agreement and okay i I think i should be fine yep i'm good i'm good i'm good yeah i think trust me trust me when i say there's like at least two that i wrote a question mark down next to where i'm like i'm scared to take them (laughs) because i don't know what this means but no i'm good We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll let the users decide. We'll let yeah. the uh, listeners decide. So this week I have the first pick, I believe, because you had first with Disney last week. Correct. 
Okay, so I, this is another one. I feel like every week, you know, I don't love the first pick because you could bob and weave anyway. But for me, I think there's a clear top two just based on um, what they are. And I think you have to take one because if I let you get both, I'm screwed. So Correct. I am going with the Tennessee Titans as my first pick. Interesting. I think, okay. it, well, I'll see what you take with my other one. But the Titans are like you think of mythology and from hercules and stuff and the titans are just badass unbelievable like big big creature beast monster type of things um obviously we're not getting superpowers and god power ability but i'm thinking of him as a big tank i'm thinking of him as just one that's going to be tough to take down and bigger and stronger than the majority so that is my first pick we'll see if it screws me over yeah that's probably why i was like i went away from it because i was like i'm i am a i'm the titans fan so i know the mascot i'm like t-rack i'm like I'm like, yeah, that's exactly. a raccoon, Jack. So I, didn't want to like... give it, I didn't want to give it away. And shout out to Nick. He literally wrote it in and he was like, well, I don't want to pick these teams. And I was like, well, this one's going to be my first pick. And he's like, raccoon. I'm like, again, we're talking about so not the costume. We're talking about what the thing is. So yeah, that's a good example. Okay. That's fine. So you're, you're good with Titans. Uh, that's uh, okay. I have a Titan I'm, on the I'm, field. You have a Titan on the field. All right. So for my next two, I mean, it's going to be the only time that, uh, that, they ever get picked 1.1 for anything or 1.2. So I got to go with the Chicago Bears. If you're throwing yep. a bear That's against fair. any humanoid that comes, any human that comes into this, you're going to get destroyed. Bears are absolutely massive. And then the other one, you, I think you have to go with the, again, an animal that's the most Ooh. comfortable in a coliseum. How about yeah, a Texan? Yeah. How, about, how about the Houston Texan who's a literal oh, bull, bull that you're putting yeah, in a coliseum? Yeah. So give me my, the Bears and the Texans. My stupid brain. See, this is why it's abstract. My stupid brain was like, you're picking a Texan, like a, a resident of Texas. I don't understand. Well, but that makes way more sense. It's a logo. It's a bull. Yeah, it's a bull. A hundred percent. That makes more sense. See, this is where the, the users are going to be so, I don't know how they're going to vote. Because some are going to be like, this is a dumb pick. And other ones are going to be like, that's the best of all time. So uh, no, Bears so I'm, was. I'm, I'm Bear and a Texan. I Bears guess. was Bear one of my top bull. three. Yeah. Bears was one of my top three, hundred percent. That was that's tough to take yeah, down. Bears are just ridiculous. They are so strong. They are so massive. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. I am. I so I thought you were going to go a different way when you said Texans. So for one of my two picks, I am going another one that has been very very comfortable in the Coliseum world and taking down yeah. humans and gladiators and stuff like that. So I'm going the Detroit Lions because a lion yeah. is just a top predator for that was, a reason. That was my and next great. One, yeah. Yep. And I, I felt good. I wanted to get at least one animal in there. So there's a couple others on the board. There's some stuff that might come back, might not. I'm going to kind of <laughs> see if, see if we're thinking along the same logic again, but I, I think along the same thought thinking as the Titans, I, I would not mind just having a giant on the battlefield to take some people out. And <laughs> Fair enough. Just, you know, I got you. going for size here. There's not a lot of speed on my team other than the lions, but I think just a, yeah. a giant might be my only hope of trying to uh, like go, hand-to-hand combat with a bear so yeah um i mean one of the other massive things and and as far as uh, my i i went with animals so much more than i did with humans because yeah they're just so much stronger than people so um i actually went with a bengal because i mean a yeah. bengal tiger is absolutely yeah. massive and uh i i was i was just looking at the names and uh i saw somebody put like oh hey like toughest mascot or whatever and i saw like some some this actually happened a bengal tiger got into a habitat with a lion like at a zoo and the bengal took down the lion with one swipe to his jugular and killed it and i was like that is absolutely insane so precision yeah exactly i mean so they're just absolutely massive but uh so i'm gonna go with a bengal as far as that so bengal tiger only one left on my top five, so I'd I yeah, like that. Yeah, that was my last as well. Um, Is that your and, uh, third, right? Okay. That was my third. So I guess my last one. Um, Let's see. Um, I like I, that it's been I, consensus so far. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should round it out with an animal or a person. Um, yeah, you do have not a lot of uh, – you, you got to hope that they, you know, link yeah. up together and join in. You don't have a leader to take charge. Yeah. No, which is which is kind of what I was I, I was thinking, and I was like, do I need somebody that has a little bit of of wit to them? So I, I thought about I'm like, okay, hey, who are some of the strong ones and and whatnot against who you guys got a lion? My 
I guess I'll, I'm truly going to take a person simply for the fact of taking a person because I thought about taking like a panther or a jaguar or anything like that. Um, but uh, I'm going to take a Viking simply because yeah. they have armor. I thought about yeah. a Viking and I thought about a buccaneer, but I'm like, a pirate doesn't really have armor. So I'm going to take a Viking who at least has some type of protection, has a helmet, has some type of armor, has a sword. Um, so have a person to hopefully, <laughs> hopefully these guys are all <laughs> on the same wavelength and he can control them a little bit or tell them where to go. So I might be riding the pick, bear. I will take I the Viking. Know. I don't know. Might, I'm going to take a Viking just so I have... Just... It's just so I have somebody yeah. with opposable thumbs. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, that's true. I I guess I've got humanoid ish with Titans and Giants, but I don't know that they're gonna be. Yeah. I will be very um, curious to see how these vote. So I got uh, <laughs> I got a bear, a bull, a Bengal, and a Viking. My Mister Irrelevant final pick. Um, I think the other humanoids, like you talked about, I was considering like a buccaneer or a cowboy, but I feel like I a cowboy is gonna too. have like he's gonna have like a six shooter, and by the time I'm <laughs> once, you're gonna yeah, be you're gonna me shoot a bear a once, bangle. not happening. Yeah, and a buccaneer, like I love that, but I feel like I'm I'm pairing my guys off to fighters one on one, and I think a buccaneer is losing to a, a Viking. Like he again yeah, has a has a pistol probably, but like. I don't think he's going to be able to hand-to-hand combat just a raging guy. So I think I'm going to have to go back to the animal well again. Yeah. Um, I really don't know if I – I'm sure somebody out there is going to be like, well, this one's actually much better head-to-head. But yeah, I have no idea. There's two that are basically the same to me, and I'm going a jungle mm-hmm. cat here. I'm going to go with the Black Panthers because I just Absolutely. think that they are deadly in the jungle, and they're just – they're fast. I don't I don't have speed yet, so I think a, a jaguar and a lion working together might have a good chance. Um, obviously, the – or a, a panther, I'm sorry, excuse me. The jaguars, I was mm-hmm. going to say, were the other one I was considering. But uh, somebody ray out there and tell me which one is actually more deadly because I have no idea. So Yeah, I, I have no with... idea. I had the panthers ahead of the jaguars as well. Oh, good. So that would have been go. my pick too. Yeah, so then I also end with the titans, giants, lions, and panthers. So that is our that is our squad of four. Um, were there any any big ones left on your list? <laughs> I know we kind of talked uh, no, about the No, no, not it, not not at all. I mean, I was I was thinking through. I mean, what three or four teams don't even have mascots? <laughs> the Browns, <laughs> like the Browns, the Packers don't have a mascot. I just so, picture yeah, a guy with a other... box, like just <laughs> yeah, <fighting laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, I didn't have any others on my list. The, the only so, other one I had was was the Bucks and then uh, the Jags. The big two question marks that I had now is like I don't want to take them because I don't know how we're gonna both feel about this. But I had the Jets as a question mark on there because I'm like, do they call as a fighter <laughs> jet or are they just a plane? <laughs> I didn't want to. I wouldn't want to take them and be wrong. Yeah, that would be know. useless. And yeah. I also figured like, do I get a plane that just crashes into your bear one time and that's all? Yeah, I need? And, then Maybe. Like, and then okay, the other just one, kidding, it's three on three, right? And then the other one I had that was was wondering was like what like what would the chargers be is do i just get a bolt of lightning to take your guys out or is it just a you know is it just a thunderstorm and it just rains while i'm fighting you like yeah i so, have, i have no idea um didn't, from, I, didn't I, wanna... I know they used to have like a essentially their mascot was like a fan like i, I don't know how to explain it but it was literally like yeah. not not like a fan like a like a, uh, a an person NFL fan, like some yeah. person in in the stands that literally dressed up with like lightning bolts on his head yep. or something like that so I mean, maybe, but I wasn't going to risk that because I don't think they exactly. have like an official mascot. Like, no, if it's constant they, thunderbolts and lightning. Like, or, like they used great. to have like that, a horse. that might be that might be it. They used yeah, to have like a horse yeah. logo ingrained in because it was like a charger, like a, like a horse charging. Like a horse charger, like, yeah. I was like, that's yeah. basically like the Colts. So I just, I skipped on that. So yeah. those are the only other ones I had missed. Yeah. Like you said, about half the league, I was just like, no, I'm not picking that. So that is our squads. Um, I'll toss them out as polls and everybody can write in. Like I said, I'm sure people are going to just be shocked. <laughs> like, of what ones is that taken. Speaking of which, we did have three people um, write in this nice. week. Nick said, he, he, he said the Chargers as number one. I didn't look at it until now. So go figure. Nice. Um, he had the Giants, Bears, and Lions. So three of our other picks, um, nice. me, you, and me. So he had a solid one. Um, Joe wrote in with, let's see, what did he have? He was very, very big on making sure that he had the commanders because he was like, I need a battlefield presence and he's going to he's gonna lead everybody nice. else and what's going on. So I did think about that as like a final pick. But, uh, yep, he also wanted Cowboys and Buccaneers. So there you go. And then lastly, we had Nate write in, and he said uh, <laughs> Jets, Titans, Commanders, and that's all I got. So three of them. Interesting. So, yeah, kind of same thing. It was ones that – people all took very very differently so we'll see how this one turns out all right um cool so next week 
you guys can submit your own teams in for this topic if you want to leave a voicemail or if you want to just write them into us and let us know send it to me or tyler uh for next week's topic we were kind of trying to alternate different things going on so we we're going to just go best comedy movies and whatever that means your own favorites or what you watch the most growing up whatever is however you want to go and tyler gets the first pick so we'll see how this ends up it's gonna be horrible we're just gonna continue to piss a lot of people off with this yeah. draft every single week but hey that's the fun of it yep exactly that's the goal well that is it um i guess uh we'll talk about where to find us again discord youtube leave a voicemail at anchor we have a twitter victorious pod um reach out to us on any of those things let us know what you want to hear next or if you have any thoughts or predictions for the following week um tyler what do you got to wrap things up no, no, nothing else. Uh, I appreciate it again. Appreciate you guys uh, listening and uh, checking out the checking out the YouTube page and all the different socials. It's a, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff. But you can keep in touch with us. We appreciate all the fan interaction. Keep it coming. So appreciate the listen as always. Love it. Hopefully, praying for less upsets this week. Good luck, everyone, in your matchups and uh, go football. Peace out, Pod Squad. Mm-hmm.